and this is episode four of Meet the Migration Gravel Races. Today with Kenyan rider Jeffrey Langat. As a Kenyan wanting to compete in a sport more unique than running, Jeffrey started out as a roller skater. However, as he recalls, seeing a group of the Kenyan riders one day opened his eyes to what cycling could be, and he wanted a piece of it. Roller skating's loss has been cycling's gain, and Jeffrey subsequently rode for UCI Continental Team Bike Aid, racing around the world in China, Kazakhstan, and Rwanda, to name a few places. It was a lot of fun for me to have this conversation with Jeffrey. He's clearly a guy that loves riding his bike and has boundless energy and enthusiasm for the sport. This was a fun conversation for me to speak with Jeffrey. He's an inspiring guy who simply has a passion for riding his bike and he loves doing it. And I hope that you enjoy our conversation. And we start by talking about the migration gravel race itself. There are stages that are going to be so, so tough. Like there's a lot of climbing here. So that's one of the things you need to get to get in place doing a gravel or training inside the gravel race. Yeah. And again, there's some parts that you can have a lot of tailwinds and sidewinds. So right. we might get some echelons or just single lines all the time, okay. like on the road race. <laughs> but I think it will be a very great uh, race yeah. for the first time in East Africa, because this, I think it's the first time that this race is happening because, um, Gravel racing in in East Africa is not so popular. It's uh, it's not like road racing. So yeah. I think with time it's gonna be much uh, popular, and uh, we will have a lot of people coming in and a lot of racing going on. And this will really help to to popularize to popularize the race, and yeah. it will be a crazy idea at the end. Like it's gonna be big, like road racing, and. You're gonna have some good cyclists coming out of of Kenya, you know. Yeah. Like, like they say, the first East African, the the best East African who's gonna uh, who's gonna come up uh, after this race is gonna do a race in America, and yeah, this will that. give people yeah. motivation. Yeah. Yeah. This will give people motivation to to really put in effort to 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 get gravel bikes and and get in and and swim with us yeah. <laughs> or, or travel racing. Yeah. So if we if we go back to how you got started in cycling, yes, am I right in thinking that I, I know I can see that you've done you were with Bike Aid for a little bit of time and and you're associated with Kenyan riders at the moment as well. Am I right? Yes. Um, yes. How did you get get into cycling way back? Also, is the question is is your is your main discipline then road riding? Uh, at first, I wasn't a cyclist. Yeah. So I, when I was in uh, in primary school and high school, I was uh, I was a runner. <laughs> I used okay. to run uh, five thousand and ten thousand meters. Yeah. And along the way, halfway on my secondary education, I was introduced to roller skating by a friend, and I I did uh, roller skating for a while after I finished uh, high school in 2010. I went to championships in South Africa and I came back and then the roller skating was so, so, so good for me after then because there's a lot of, it needs needs a lot of uh, sponsorship inclusive and I was just all alone around. And so I moved to a town 
called Eldoret, away mm-hmm. it's like 250 kilometers away from home to where this pr- friend of mine used to do uh, roller skating. And there was a cycling team that was Kenyan riders that used to pass us when we were training on the road. Okay. And I, I could really admire these guys. Like, <laughs> this this could be a very cool sport also. Like, I didn't want to do running because I just wanted to do, like, a unique sport, like, which is different from running. Yeah. Every, everyone then, runs in, every run, runs in Kenya nowadays, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, not everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Like where we we have a camp in Eton, yeah, is, you can say everyone is running. Yeah, okay, <laughs> including the parents. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, there was a there was a monthly races for single speed uh, bikes. Yeah, for to re- to recruit uh, new members of the team. So uh, in twenty that twenty twenty twelve late twenty twelve, I started to participate in these races. Like. I had a, a black mamba. That's a single speed bike at yep. home that I used to to ride to go to school and and park in the evening. And sometimes doing skating, roller skating. Park. So I I would alternate. So when I saw these guys and I saw the opportunity of like trying to get to the to the, the Kenyan riders opportunity, I took my black mamba from home mm-hmm. and I I traveled back to to Eldoret. And I started joining these races. My first race, actually, I was I was 15th position. I came in when like almost the, everything is done <laughs> before going home. Then <laughs> uh, then the next month I was, but I I gave top 10. Uh, and okay. Then I improved. I improved. Yeah. yeah. After four months or five months of racing, I got in a podium. Okay. I was I got I got third one time and I got. Uh, second one time and then we were taken to the camp and yeah. that's how my cycling life started and they were introducing the road racing like the road bikes and then all this stuff like the pilates the weightlifting, all this stuff yeah then after that like we were introducing a new program of training and and uh we were taken to racing uh in in australia the first time we went out and <laughs> It was a disaster. Okay. <laughs> like racing the criteriums for the first time. <laughs> if you're from Africa, you've never seen how a bike racing is in criteriums. It's yeah. like something impossible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um so you went and did some crit races in, in Australia. Um yes. that was the first, was that your first time going abroad to, to race bikes? Yes, exactly. And then have you been abroad other times to, to compete as well? Yes, uh, after Australia, we came back to Kenya on 2014 or 2015. Then we we went to we went to some racing in China. Mm-hmm. Like there was a, there was a there was a link up between an Australian club team with the Kenyan riders called uh, Kenyan Riders Down Under. Yeah, and this was a continental team, so. This gave us a chance to race in the UCI races, and we did some racing in uh, in Ijen, and some races in Indonesia, um, some races in Philippines also, mm-hmm. and some races in Pintan, and mainly we would be based in Singapore, where our main sponsor comes from, and then that's how like the the background of my cycling came in, and I. Went on improving a little bit by bit, and after 
2018, I was signed to Bike Aid. Yep. And technically, it was 2017, I was signed to Bike Aid, and then 2018, I was also in Bike Aid, and then after then, there was a lot of uh, hard circumstances went on, and then I didn't get a contract again. <laughs> ah, that's a shame. Yes. Yeah. But uh, well, what I'm interested in is your experience going abroad because from understanding a little of the philosophy of the migration gravel race is very difficult for opportunities, uh, the opportunities for local riders from East Africa and from Kenya to go abroad and compete and to test themselves against the best in the world is very difficult. And it's an opportunity that very few people have. Um, yes. And there's also quite a culture shock once they, they leave, like you mentioned with the crit racing Australia, it was kind of like, holy shit, this is, uh, this is quite a bit different <laughs> to, to, yeah. to what I experienced. Um, what were the other kind of culture shock, shocks that you had either on the bike or off the bike in terms of traveling abroad to go to these cycling events? Yeah, <laughs> for the first time actually, like you go to the cycling racing and you have all these fear around you, like you are <laughs> like, 120 riders in a peloton so you have all this fear you know like yeah you cannot be touched or like <laughs> touch of wheels and being pushed around so it was really really hard and then all of the all the time you're just at the back of the peloton so you're like sprinting all the time up up down up and with time it took some time for me to improve that like to get the confidence yeah. Be inside the peloton, just save more power. But it took some time. But with this, I think if we can have many cyclists like we have, like now, there's a lot of there are a lot of uh, uh, race road racing in Kenya. This yeah. this is improving the confidence of the rider. So at least if they get the chance to go outside, it's not like when we started. It's improving bit by bit. So yeah. with the gravel race, if, if it's gonna be big enough, this also gives chance to people to like familiarize with outside world. Yeah. Because they will be coming for these races. This will give also ideas to the to the East Africans to know how how outside world is doing this thing. You know. Yeah. It's not just like it's like how, how outside world is learning from the running that's happening in from from the Kenyans. You see. Yeah. So it will be the vice versa. And this is it's a fast fast in the cycling, but this will be so so good. Uh, I really have faith that it's gonna happen and yeah. it's gonna be great. Yeah. So things so things like you you said for example, riding in a peloton or yes. knowing how to kind of ride in an echelon. We mentioned in terms of like crosswinds. I guess. Yes. You yes. may not. You may not. It sounds like the amount of riders that are taking part in races in Kenya is growing. So those kind of circumstances are happening more and more. So the rent, so the riders, not just with kind of like their their physical ability, but also their technical ability on the bike. That's one of the important things that necessarily isn't as developed as kind of as easily in Kenya, just because of the lack of racing or the amount of people competing in racing. But it sounds like, for example, with things like the migration gravel race, migration gravel race, that's yeah. an opportunity to to not just see if your how you how your fitness compares to the best but also yes. to learn those technical things as well. Yes, exactly. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be like, it's not just the, 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 the potential 
that can make you get to the end and make the top 10 or top 5 it's a technical stuff it's gonna cost a lot because yeah. in gravel racing it's not like the road race just going straight away and it's just on the road and it's smooth yeah. in gravel racing you need to be tactical also to handle the bike well like to have the confidence to to, to read the race you know like yeah. to read how, how other people are doing what, what's happening around like there is a prac away so technical stuff also inside the race will matter a lot about this and the East Africans will have will learn much more about this, and this will really improve with the with the knowledge of of cycling mm. in East Africa from the outside world. Yeah. And so, is is gravel riding something relatively new to you as as a, as a rider? How, how long have you been riding on gravel? Uh, I've not raced, but I've I've been riding on gravel uh, gravel bike. Mm. Um, mostly not on, mostly on the mountain bike. Sometimes on the early season. Um, yeah. f- for this time round, we we are doing m- m- much of the off-road stuff because of this gravel racing is coming up. So we're doing uh, endurance inside. We're doing the intervals on the off-road, which is like kind of new training training regime coming in. It's not yeah. like we are just used to road racing. You know, it's something new. Like it's a challenge of the mind. This is a new thing you have to adapt and you have to go. Yeah. So it's I find it good for me. Like I think it's gonna improve. Like you see how how people come from cyclocross and they're so so good. Like Thunderbolt is so so good on the road race, you know. So it's it's gonna be so good, man. Yeah, I mean I can't wait. What are your so you talk about um. <laughs> your preparations, you're doing things a little bit differently. Yes. If I can be so cheeky as to ask uh, what those kind of things you're doing a little bit differently and maybe <laughs> it might, might help me out in terms of um, thinking about my training. Because I'm very focused, not just on building my fitness, but also making sure that I, I have the technical experience of doing gravel climbs and gravel descents and, and, and practicing on these yes. types of terrains. Um, and also kind of yes. being able to because there's going to be an element of punctures and mechanicals are going to be more likely potentially. So, so dealing with that and being able to know how all the different parts of the bike can be put together quickly when you're in the middle of nowhere and the pressure's on, you've got to, you're up against the clock. Yes. The kind of training, like most, most of what we're doing now, it's the endurance part and maybe a month before or one and a half months before, then we are gonna introduce more uh, higher intensities yeah. with low volumes coming in, and then gain more speed inside also. Uh, so kind of the higher zones is gonna come in more on the on the on the on the gravel uh, training, mm. and also we're gonna be doing some practices on like what if you get a punch and you have to to swap in like the way you are do you are saying. Yeah. You, have, you also have to prepare this, you know, because you never know what's going to happen on the race. And this is the kind of the, the, the most different thing about this race is like we are used to having support from behind, you know. Yeah. But the gravel race is just your, you, you, it's you, your bike, and your, your spares alone, and you have to do it. You have to make it work, you know, like you're having these tubeless tires. And if it 
get if it gets like a cut and you have to put in a tube, how quick are you gonna do it? Like, you have to practice all this stuff and mm. you have to make your mind really most importantly. Because if you can do it in your mind, you are like almost halfway of doing it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I yeah. believe. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because I recently I was doing a a, a gravel descent and I I broke a wheel. I just hit a, a, oh. a, a bad a bad hole and completely yeah it was a new wheel as well so i was pretty upset about that but kind of in that moment i was almost happy that it had happened because i was like right now i get to try and i have to kind of figure out how not necessarily how i'm going to finish the ride but how i'm going to fix this and how i'm going to get back home and i'm yeah. glad this is happening now because i have the experience to then call upon if something like this happens hopefully i'm not going to break a wheel in kenya but um those kind of you things <laughs> yeah. so. i have kind of like okay because i'd also yeah ripped the tire so it's kind of like okay can i put the plugs in do i need to put a tube in it was a, a whole hassle but um kind of in the moment i was like this is this is all necessary training for what could happen i think you should be thankful for that man yeah i, oh, I am completely <laughs> because, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah because that tells you that you have to to pick up the right uh, equipment to come along you know yeah so if you are capable of making having a better equipment to come along Go for it, man. I will tell you that. Yeah. Because it's not like you have only just uh, stayed on one equipment and you have stick to it. You can always make some adjustments. So it's it's doable, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, going back to the yes. philosophy of the race, this is about not just giving opportunities for riders like yourself to compete against some very good international cyclists in your own country, but also to raise the profile of cycling and the opportunities. Because it's not just about road cycling, it's not just about mountain biking, there's gravel as well that can be done. Yes. It's about raising the the, the profile of, of that kind of thing, not just within Kenya, not just within the cycling community, but hopefully even worldwide. What are your hopes uh, in terms of the future of cycling within east africa so we say we're having this conversation in a year's time and we're looking back to june 2021 what if things have gone really well what kind of things are we talking about what are you telling me that, that has worked really well and what you're seeing it's gonna advertise the world to make them see that it's something that can impress anyone to come along you know it's mm. not just just East Africans who can come in and and this can really improve on people's uh, like people's adventures from outside and uh, also the experiences from from different part of the world to, to Kenya you know exactly yeah so you mentioned about you talked about running um, and yes. running in East Africa and Kenya in particular has kind of dominated the world in the last 15 20 years um, with opportunity and training and everything else like that. And I guess the yes. hope is with things like the Migration Gravel Race and other initiatives in East Africa, something similar could happen with cycling where there's some natural ability and talent that could really grow into something quite significant. How would you see that happening? Uh, I think... There is a good talent in East Africa also for yeah. people who can make like, you can be like a really good cyclist the way runners are, you know. Mm. But we really have a big gap between 
between the recreational part and the professionals from from the outside world of cycling you know yeah so there is a really big gap to fill in but thousand steps miles start with a single step so this is a single step that people we are making now and yeah i think this is gonna end up like how running is like if people believe in this and and we can have many people coming in like the way they are in in running from from Kenya, example, yeah. and this can really end up like the way running is now, like it's dominating. I hope yeah. so, yeah. because like these people are coming from the like they're training from high altitude place, for example, and they build high aerobic capacity, so it gives them much more advantage when they go races in the sea level. And yeah. but I think also like with cycling, this is so important. With it's it's gonna work like. Because most of the cycling races happens like in the high high altitudes. Yeah. Like you see the Tour de France, you climb a lot of <laughs> a lot of mountains. So yeah. this means that there is potential. The only thing is like the introduction part of it, like sponsorship coming in to help uh, the recreational part of, of 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 the people from Kenya or from East Africa. Mm. We could truly have better cyclists. Yeah. Like running. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and is there an element of not just sponsorship but also uh, training and coaching? I, I mean, yes. I, I know nothing about the kind of the scene in terms of how much coaching and training goes on, and, and how much good quality training is available to you guys. Um, right now we are staying in the camp, so we're like twenty-four hour cyclists. Right. <laughs> But not training all the way around, <laughs> all, the, all around the clock. I mean, but uh, I think the kind of coaching we have is is quite good, and yep. this shows uh, with the result that we've been having from some of the cyclists. Yeah. So, but I think even even the introduction of of new culture of training would also help yeah yeah so speaking of, of, of learning lessons from outside going back to your yes. experience abroad um yeah. what other things did you learn that you, you've been able to bring back and incorporate into your training or approach to riding um maybe not not so much about the uh the technical element of of riding itself but kind of preparation and and training and that kind of thing it's not like the way you just go outside and, and ride your bike. You you need these gadgets also to help you. Yeah. Like you need a power meter to weigh yourself to 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 show you the, the intensity that you have to push. So it's not just like riding a bike, it's cycling serious. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to like you have to learn a lot of this stuff, like learn how how to train with the with the heart rate. If you don't have a power meter, you use a power meter and you know which kind of zones you need to train. Like you get the data from the racing and you bring it on to the the training. Mm. So you see the weaknesses where are like if if the most part of the of the race you are just training on you are racing in zone 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 three and zone four, yeah. this means that you have to uplift your training to to these zones. Yeah. So that next time you go there, you are better than the the last time you did. So kind of these experiences have been really, really helpful for me. Yeah. Because you go back to the drawing board and you analyze what you did, 
from the from the resin and you you reprogram the, the training with the coach and then the more transparency you can have with the coach and talking about the program that you need and about the preparation of the of the particular race that you're preparing for yeah it really helps a lot yeah yeah so having data and also having um, a, th- a bit more thoughtfulness about how you are going to how you are going to address a particular race or event and then how you're training and how you can track going against that so rather than just turning up to a race and kind of doing it and then seeing how you feel afterwards actually being very methodical about how you plan for that race and how you execute it and then data being yeah. the key to to making that happen exactly you're right man because you can't just be training and <laughs> riding just for leisure and then you go to a race that everyone is doing so on for and you you hope you're hoping for the best it's not yeah, gonna yeah. happen in cycling <laughs> yeah i think that might be me in june when everyone else is is going <laughs> super know, fast man. and, and uh, i'm like can, can we not just go easy <laughs> oh, yeah, i'm just curious to know from other riders what what they do within their routine and in their preparations and one of the things is when it comes to fuel and food, what people's favorite on bike snacks are and um, that kind of uh, thing. Yeah. If they stop for a, they stop for a <laughs> coffee break, what, what, what's your go-to? So, so what's your go-to? Uh, I like chai, man, but yeah. <laughs> I'm getting into coffee so much because <laughs> I think if, if you're a cyclist, you can't, you can't say no to coffee. No. <laughs> Because uh, like the majority of the cyclists, if you are just r- riding together, everyone is asking for the coffee. So you're tempted to also go for the coffee, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, chai would be would be good for me with milk. <laughs> so if you stop for a coffee, are you getting a, a black coffee? Are you getting coffee with milk? How, how how do you get your coffee? Coffee with milk, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes cappuccino. <laughs> okay oh fancy <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah man. i'm i'm interested in in music as well because i'm a musician and i like putting together playlists for training rides or if i'm on the trainer yeah. what's your go-to what's your go-to <laughs> track or or playlist at the moment for on the bike if you have one i don't know a specific <laughs> playlist but uh, i i i like i like to listen to rap songs like yeah. which are like people talking things that are reality to life and yeah. and something motivating so most of it like you i, I listen to some motivational speakers and uh, okay and, so like yeah. famous famous speeches from history about like uh achieving greatness that kind of thing like muhammad <laughs> ali and exactly yeah. those kind yeah, of things yeah, yeah. cool Such kind of thing yeah that's pretty yeah, cool. Man. So, um, Thanks, man. This, this rap music, uh, I sounded like yeah. a really old person then, this rap music. Um, so what kind <laughs> of, what kind of like, are these, are these uh, global artists or are these, there a, a big Kenyan hip-hop scene? Uh, mostly I listen to English songs, not so much okay. the Kenyan. <laughs> yeah. For for the Kenyan, maybe just one like uh, this uh, musician called Jaguar. I like to to listen to the way he raps in Swahili. It's uh, yeah. just meaningful. <laughs> so, if I was to ask you for a track 
either by yeah. Jaguar or one of the one of the English language songs um, to add to my playlist, what would it be? I don't know the, where the, this come from. But it's called Abstract. You know Abstract. I, I don't. Abstract. I can I can send you the link here after yeah. this in in Instagram. Uh, like you say, I do this. I do this. Yeah. So I do this for I I do this for for other people also. I don't just do this for myself. I do this for I do this for my sister, my wife and my kids, cause they part of the team. I do this for all the naysayers and haters who made me one of the greatest. I know it kills you inside. That's why I do this for you. I do this for my So like so I relate it to this to cycling mostly if you are a domestic you are doing this for someone else <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah like that's that kind of thing yeah abstract i'll yeah. send you the, the the link about the song i think that's really awesome that you listen to motivational speeches but also <laughs> listen to listen to songs about kind of you're doing it for other people yeah exactly and how that how that relates to your role on the bike so were you yeah, were, you, sure. uh, were you a domestic then in in your teams yeah, most I've been a domestic, uh, but there was a time I was I went for it. I was in a GC in uh, cool in the this uh, twin this uh, two of Kazakhstan. Yeah, uh, when I was in Pykade, I think that was the last race I went with Pykade, and that was the best result I did. And after then, I lost the contract. After that. <laughs> So even when you do the best thing ever, then it oh, that's uh, and then they throw you away. <laughs> oh, you're good for us to throw you away. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, at least you can laugh about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I just I, I can't be sad about it because if I if I'm sad about it, I, I don't gain anything. Mm. So if I'm happy, I can can have a good thought and maybe something else comes in <laughs> yeah yeah it's clear that you enjoy cycling and i enjoy cycling you enjoy talking about cycling so um my last question to you before we finish kind of what's your what are your goals as a cyclist for the future obviously being successful at the migration gravel race potentially even winning yes. one of those spots to to race in the u.s but but what else would, do you hope to achieve in the in the coming months and, and year uh, this depends on how the COVID is going to go, but we don't have specific uh, racing schedule now. Mm. But um, I'm trying to get some talks with the teams because I'm not in any congenital team now. So at least I'm just trying to contact a lot of teams to see if I can get a contract. Yeah. At least even if they want to sign me for to be a domestic, I'll be happy to go for it because I can't just be riding day by day and I don't have a goal. So my goal mostly is just to to race like in the big races, like go to the I've been to after 2.1 race and two HC. So I want to go further on that. I want to, to race with the to go to the world tours, you know, get yeah. a world tour team if possible. So that would be my big that's my biggest dream in cycling. Well, I wish you all the best. It's hard to get there, but I, I really gonna try. I'm gonna try my best. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm training hard to give you some competition in June. I don't know whether I'm gonna have enough time to give you some competition, but um, I'm gonna try my best. No worries, man. Yeah. You're gonna maybe I'll be just <laughs> struggling to hang on your wheel. <laughs> no, I doubt that. I think unless you get many punctures and uh, mechanicals, then uh, I'm gonna yeah. be I'm gonna be waving exactly. at you far off in the distance. But yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've really enjoyed talking to you, Jeffrey. It's been an absolute pleasure. 
No worries, man. Anytime. And I can't wait to meet you in June. And yeah, maybe hang on to your wheel for a little bit and, and get pulled along. <laughs> I'll, be, um, I'll be looking forward, man. <laughs> I'll be looking forward, yeah. What's, uh, what's your altitude like? What's, what? what's your elevation there? Oh, I'm at sea level. I'm in England, in Manchester. Oh, I'm, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, I need, just, uh, I need to work out how to simulate some altitude because there's not much around here. I think if, if it's possible, you can come high and then you can just familiarize with the, with the altitude here first. You can get some acclimatization. Eh? <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Because if you come, if you come like two days before the race, it's going to be hard. <laughs> I promise you that. <laughs> okay. Well, I haven't booked my flights but, yet, so uh, maybe yeah, I need yeah. to reconsider. <laughs> reconsider that, but, but the, where the race is happening, it's not as high as where I am. Okay. We are, we are staying. In, we are, the, our camp is located in two thousand three hundred. Yeah. Uh, but we went. We the way we rode. We rode uh, for today's training. We did up to three thousand three hundred. Oh, <laughs> so okay. I, I've got <laughs> some. I've got some extra extra dimension to add to my training now. Um, but I, there's no yeah. mountains near me, so. Oh, man. it's all good i i, I again i really appreciate your time uh, and it's it's been a pleasure to meet you and i can't wait to meet you face to face no worries man cool you're, you're welcome cheers man see you soon jeffrey that was my conversation with jeffrey i really enjoyed these conversations because i find them super motivating for my own writing and i hope you find them motivating for your riding whatever else it inspires you to do and i'm off to go and ride my bike so i can keep up with him in june if you enjoyed this episode or any of the other episodes please subscribe give us a review on apple podcasts or wherever else you get your podcasts and you can find us at chasing the peloton on instagram and until next time keep chasing chasing